Hi everyone, welcome back to the Birdhouse Podcast. Uh, Raven and I are sitting here having an interesting conversation about power dynamics. And um, I don't know why, but we continue to go back to this, always trying to break it down Mm -hmm. and understand it a little bit more. Um, So Raves, you were talking about how power dynamics, how sometimes when you say you don't believe in power dynamics, mm-hmm. right? You um, allow yourself to engage in it when it's someone who is, or who might be newer mm-hmm. in your field or younger. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what I was saying is like, when someone who says that they don't believe in power dynamics, like, if, if when someone says that they don't believe in power dynamics, right? I think a very um, good way to see if they practice what they preach mm-hmm. is obviously paying attention to how they end up treating someone that standardly mm-hmm. what they would have power over. Yeah. What do you think is like kind of defines power dynamics? Because like when I think about when I think about like especially in a professional setting Mm -hmm. right um it's like we you have like a linear leadership Mm -hmm. but you have leaders right people in certain roles right um but you're working together to make decisions right at the end of the day the person that is that whose job or who has the most responsibilities um they're going to make the decision, but they're calling on their um, colleagues, you know? Mm-hmm. And I say colleagues, not their supervisees, yeah. but their colleagues who work with them, um, who is, they're going to be affected by this decision, mm-hmm. right? What do you all think? How are you playing? And and actually taking that into consideration. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I feel like we should, det- like we should define what, like, a good leader mm-hmm. who has power, like what you would describe as a good leader, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And so for me, you know, we talk, we say, like, there's a difference between a boss and a leader. Mm-hmm. A boss, like, um, tells you what to do, mm-hmm. and a leader does it with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so I feel like a good leader understands that all of their power comes in utilizing their team. Mm, like, more. so, and you understand like, okay, it's my job, I put this team together. And so if anything goes wrong, I know that I take the blame for that. Mm-hmm. And I receive that and I take, and I'm okay with that because I also know that when we shine, mm-hmm. I get that glory too. I get the glory for putting this team together. Yeah. So it's like a give and take of, you know, of that role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you fully understand that, you know, glory comes with pain too. I feel like as a as a leader, to your nurturing and helping cultivate your team's skills, Mm -hmm. you know, and their assets, like, what do they bring to the team? Mm -hmm. You know, how do they shine? You know, where, where 
you um where do we need them the most and you're helping them grow their skills grow their confidence in their skills yeah right by letting them lead projects where you know maybe they're utilizing their skill more whereas i feel like when you play into power dynamics Mm -hmm. that's when you start to tell people what they can and can't do and that means you're not you don't trust your team and you don't understand that the power like that you seek mm-hmm. comes from your team doing well and you trusting your team. Like mm-hmm. you trusting like that, you know, that you've put the right people in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and why? And like, because like people that play in power dynamics, they like to hold things over people's head, mm-hmm. like in real life. Mm-hmm. And that's not okay. That's, that's not making why do you think human. They do that? I mean, like we're not, well, it's it's how they see their. Um, it's like holding in your back pocket that if it all else fails, this is how I will like get on top. This uh-huh. is how I'll be the top. Okay. You know. Yeah. Like I don't. I say I don't practice power dynamics, but and a lot of people believe that they don't practice power dynamics. Like they yeah. say that shit. Yeah. And they really believe it. Yeah. Until it come down to the wire. Right. You know what I mean? And. Then it's like, Are you gonna- I got this in my back pocket uh-huh. and I see you getting ahead of me. Yeah. And this is what I'm gonna use to pull you down. It's my last card. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I didn't think I played in power dynamics, but apparently I motherfucking do. Yeah. Cause like, as soon as they feel threatened, mm-hmm. you know? And what the, what do you think like the feeling of being threatened looks like? Hmm. I have so many thoughts on it. Like, well, tell me yours. Well, I feel like the when people feel threatened, it may not always be obvious, but it might be that someone is um, exceeding in their uh, relationships, mm-hmm. right? More than you. It may be that, you know, uh, someone is bringing a little bit more to the table or their name is coming up more. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, or it might look like when you know, you as you expect the recognition and you're not getting it, but your team is getting it. Like sometimes like we start to think that we don't, we don't play into power dynamic, but when our names aren't mentioned, yeah, you know, when we aren't highlighted or uh, like by name, yeah, then we start to feel threatened. Yeah. And that's a real thing. And I think that I, that plays into like the feelings of imposter syndrome, yeah. like the feeling of like not being enough or like I'm not doing enough, which is imposter syndrome. Yeah. Right? Like and I think it's the I think it's so important like to talk about these things mm-hmm. and to like to really ask ourselves whether like we are practicing what we preach. hmm hmm You know? And whether you think that you are or not, you always need to have space for understanding that you may in, unintentionally do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so don't think you're so above some shit like like practicing power dynamics. Like you think that you don't, uh-huh. you know, because you really feel like that you don't believe in it. Another way that people play into power dynamics is when someone tries to share their feedback with you and you immediately go on the defense, well, I didn't do this, I didn't do that. Mm -hmm. That's playing into it because I'm just sharing with you as a team member that this is where we could be better. This is where we can improve. This is where maybe like we could spread the load a little bit more. 
You know, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter what it is, but when you start to, when you get on the defensive immediately, as a leader, I feel like we should be able to talk things through. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because again, as a leader, you're trying to nurture a space where folks feel like they can depend on you, mm-hmm. right? That they don't have to hide, you know, um, if they're feeling insecure about a project and instead go to you and ask you for support, you know? As a leader, that's what you're here, what you're there to do is to uplift your team. Yeah. And so if they come to you and giving you feedback on your leadership and you immediately go on the defensive, I think that's a part of it as well. Mm-hmm. Playing into power dynamic. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want I want people to like be honest with themselves. I think if more people were honest with themselves when it comes to a lot of things mm-hmm. that we feel like we don't practice mm-hmm. you know what i mean we're preaching one thing but and we feel like you know yeah i feel like i wish people would be more honest with themselves and hold themselves accountable for it. maybe just maybe mm-hmm. you know you are doing it mm-hmm. instead of fighting it when somebody gives you like the feedback yeah you know it's like okay right because a lot i think a a big part of it is when someone shares something, it might make you uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? And we don't like being uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable doesn't feel good. But I think it's important to ask ourselves, why am I uncomfortable? Yes. Why is this making me uncomfortable? What is happening right now? Why is my body tensing up? Mm-hmm. Why is my, why do I immediately want to get up and walk away? Why do I feel like I have did something wrong? Yeah. Right? When we ask ourselves those questions, then it allows us to maybe engage in like, well, was it, did I do something? Yeah. Allow yourself to reflect to, in those moments. It's not easy, obviously. Like that's, that shit is hard to sit with yourself and think about the ways that you may have been complicit in, in, in anything. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy thing well, to do. Like, like we have to, in the same way that we won't like, that we want like white people when we're mm-hmm. expressing our frustrations with racism to like shut up, mm-hmm. listen and learn. Mm-hmm. Like we have to be willing, everybody has to be willing, willing to shut up, listen mm-hmm. and learn. Mm-hmm. Um, shut up, listen and learn. <laughs> it's not true. Cause I feel like so oftentimes we'll walk into a space and um, feel like I know what this space needs. I know what I'm going to change. I know what I want to do. I know what I want to. And it's like, hold on. Mm-hmm. Cause this work has been bit like the community. We know the community knows what it needs. Listen to the community yeah. first. That's a big, I don't know, something that I really struggle with, um, from folks that claim to be woke. Right, you know that um, monopolized word woke. It's like you come into a space and you think, and Brittany um, Cooper said this uh, in a talk. She said, You come into a space thinking that you know, and I'm paraphrasing, you know what needs to happen because you have the degree, you have the money, you have the status, right? And of course, they need you. They need you. Mm-hmm. Because you have all these things, right? 
Whereas you're not coming to see if I have all these things, these are the resources that I can bring to the table. Where do you need them? Mm -hmm. What can I do with them? How can I give them to you? Mm -hmm. Right? Because that's what you're there for, right? right. You're there to give resources, to be a resource. Mm -hmm. So you're not there to command where you're like, how to give the resources. Yeah. You're there to support them. Yeah. And it, it baffles me how we'll go into spaces thinking that we know what a community needs before we've even got a chance to speak to the community. Right, yeah. Before you've even gotten a chance to know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can come in and be an outsider looking in, walking through the space and being like, oh, the paper towel rung is out. Like they need paper towels. Yeah. But like, yeah. Oh my God. Um, I mean, it's, but it's this like, I'm sorry, but it's like, okay, open the cabinets. Yeah. Like, what else do they need? Like, yeah. do they, you know, it's like, at first glance, mm -hmm. you can have an opinion of like what something needs, but I think it's important to talk to the people that take care of it every day. Mm -hmm. This is, a, I feel like this is a mm, simple way to, very simple, um, basic way to, for me in my mind, because, mm -hmm. um, I'm not as versed in it as I should be, but this is how I understand gentrification, mm -hmm. right? It's the same way. Well, someone will come in and it's like, oh, y'all like coffee? This community likes coffee? Let me put a Starbucks on the corner. Mm -hmm. Where we have three mom and pop small local business coffee shops mm -hmm. that are doing amazing for our community. We don't need no damn Starbucks. But that's when big corporations come in thinking, yeah. oh, y'all like coffee, let me give you yeah. a Starbucks. We don't need that. Instead, how about you give us the a resources? Store. Hello? 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 Yeah. How about you give us the resource so that we can stop yeah. the coffee shop? That's why they got 7-Elevens on every corner in, yes. in like, in Queens and the fucking Bronx and shit, and they ain't putting no fucking girl, like, and here's the like, you know, yes. in, like, in, in the hoods, like, they got a fucking gas station, 7-Eleven yep. on every freaking corner store, and ain't nobody putting in no- We have food deserts. And then they got food deserts everywhere, you know, like, yep. going on in Compton right now, they just sold the community garden, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, in Compton, and they're, like, they're saying, like, there's, we don't have, like, a good grocery store, like, for yeah. any goods. And it's like, so, it's like, y'all coming up here and buying up our freaking community garden? Yes. And ain't nobody putting in a grocery yes. store that got organic food? Exactly. Say y'all putting up the high-rise buildings that no one will be able to afford to live in. Yeah. I was just in, you know, because we used to live in Hollywood, and Hollywood is its own thing, like, Hollywood is not the the movie, like, and I feel like if, if that's what they're trying to turn it into, like, it was never that to me. It was never like the what you saw on Pretty Woman, right? It actually was what you saw. No, it was exactly what you yeah. saw on Pretty Woman. It's but not what the fuck. Exactly. It's, like, it's not. It's, it's not fucking Tinseltown. Hello. <laughs> Literally, and so now we're seeing all these high-rise buildings mm -hmm. go up, and like the other day when we were there, I two right by each other, and I was like, oh my gosh, nobody can afford to live here already. Literally, literally. It's so funny. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. But that's a that's a right. Hollywood is a a rich, affluent area. 
you think about somewhere, you know, like Highland Park mm -hmm. and like uh, all the places where we know they have communities of color, communities that are struggling, I, and y'all go in and put things that are not necessary, things that the community did not ask for. We ask for uh, resources mm -hmm. that empower us to build up on what we have. Yeah. Right? Not resources that tear down what we are trying to build as far as yeah. generational wealth. That's such a good way to like um, break down gentrification. Like it's like I feel like a lot of people don't like be understanding what gentrification mm -hmm. is in like the loosest of terms. Yeah, and I really like the way you put it. It's like okay, this small community has coffee, three coffee shops that are doing like really well, and a corporation comes in and sees that people like coffee here, so you put it in a fucking Starbucks mm -hmm. instead of have instead of seeing like okay, these people like coffee but they don't have access to organic groceries. Right. So how about I put in a, an organic grocery store? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you're still making money, and Hello? then you're going to make more money than you could possibly imagine. Are you not even... You, we don't even need you. How yeah. about that? Like, we don't need you. Go somewhere else with that. Like, mm -hmm. you don't... If you want to... Like, if we redistribute mm -hmm. the wealth, redistributing the resources means... You contribute to what the community again yeah. has already already had. I was just about to say, yeah. or you just like invest in the stuff that that's already in the community and yes. make it better. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Make it greater. Yeah. Oh my god! Again, like I feel like it all so it can relate back to power dynamics because in order for you to gain more power over people, then you have to take their mm -hmm. autonomy and their agency away from them and part of taking their autonomy and their agency is taking their livelihood is mm -hmm. taking the thing that gives them joy gives them a sense of community mm -hmm. makes them feel like they belong you know power uh, and wealth they do go hand in hand yeah I know we wouldn't like to what a way to explain that girl I know we wouldn't like to like think about it. we would like to stay away from this idea that oh no just because someone might be wealthy that don't mean that they you know they want to be empowered girl one thing I know about Beyonce is that she is she likes the power mm -hmm. she's a benevolent billionaire but mm -hmm. she's still a billionaire that engages in capitalism yeah. I, know that, I know that she, and I, I know that it helps her mm -hmm. you know her wealth it gives her the power to do things, mm -hmm. you know, that we would never be able to do. Like, but let's not be have these rose-colored uh, glasses on, thinking that the people that we admire who are wealthy are not using their power. Some mm -hmm. using it for good, yeah, and that's great. Yeah, that's why, like, and that's why people. That's why some people don't believe in capitalism. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't believe in capitalism. You know, because at the end of the day, like, yeah, like you said, Beyonce is a benevolent mm -hmm. billionaire, but at the end of the day, capitalism wants you to hold on to power. Exactly. Exactly. And so you're going to continue to build your empire to hold on to that. And then also sometimes we feel like we have to hold on to that power so that we can mm -hmm. build up our community. Like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes yeah. we feel like that that's the way, mm -hmm. right? Like... I'm gonna come here and like lie to nobody and tell y'all that I wouldn't take the money. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not that, you know, I'm, I'm not that far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. Um, but you can call it out for what it is. But I think for what it is. Exactly. Yeah. I would absolutely take the money because I know that it's going to help me get places that I want to go in my life. Yeah. You know, so, and people, like, I feel like people would get mad because it's like, oh, she not about, she not um, about what she's saying. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I literally am about what I say because I'm saying to you <laughs> that um, while I don't agree with capitalism, I know that in this, in world, this, in life, this hello, that's the only way I can survive. Yes, yes. With the way that, like, everything, no, no, no. Look at our economy. The rich just keep on getting richer, while the poor just keep on getting poor. Yeah. I, but that's what I, I think. Like, I, I feel like it more maybe um, benevolent capitalists uh-huh. could take over. Maybe we'd be all right. You think? With this system. You think so? I mean, I. I do, because mm. what have like we got to be aware of the shit that we participate in. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. So be a like you need to be fully aware. You like have the knowledge, really know what it is that you're participating in. You know, when you want, like when you call yourself wanting to be, uh, like philanthropic. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know, like like you uh, you have to understand how to be philanthropic and um. Like the most possible philanthropic that you can be, like in this in a system with like with capital. Mm, okay. You know? Mm-hmm. So understand like what that is. Understand like you gotta understand the nuances. Mm. How to use your um understand how to really use your money for good in this capitalistic system. Yeah. You know, not just saying like, oh, I'm gonna I'm donating to charities here and there and everywhere. No, understand like how to manipulate this capitalistic system to be like philanthropic. Okay, so how do, how does that work? That Well, that probably works by investing in your neighborhood. Hello, I was just gonna say that. I was, that's it, that, you took a word right out of my mouth. I get rich, um, charities, absolutely. But the charities start at, at home, home for me. It does. Yeah. It starts at home. I gotta take care of my family. I gotta take care of my community. Like, because that's the ones that made me who I am today. Mm-hmm. And if I can take care of them, they can go and take care of another community, mm-hmm. their own community. Mm-hmm. And like, that's how, it don't start from the top, y'all. Yeah. Like, it does not start from the top. It starts at home. It right. starts at with the people that we love, the people that take care of us mm-hmm. so that they can go and take care of somebody else truly. I believe that. So what you're saying is parents need to teach their children from jump mm. to be kind mm. and to care. Say the thing. And not from like, not just like from the uh, religious standpoint, because your religion is rooted in fear. It's not really Hello? rooted in love. Hello? Okay. Teach them from home. We getting so off topic. I mean, no, we're... baby, this is all on topic. Yeah. This this is all on topic. Like, if, if we, you want me to tie back the car? Let's do it. And this is on topic because when you teach your, when we teach from home, mm-hmm. like how to take care of our community, yeah. then we understand that if we're part of a community, then power dynamics has nothing to do with the community. Yeah. We yeah. don't win by trying to 
elevate over someone else. Yeah. That's not how we win. That's not how we, we elevate by all of us coming. Yes. Up. You know what I mean? Like, like, I can tie it back to power dynamics. Okay. If so Period. Period. Don't make nothing go. That's it. Like a bunch look better than one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. That's how you affect change. Listen, and that's what I mean. Like, okay, I'm about to tie it back to Beyonce. <laughs> that's what Jay Z meant. Yeah. When he said, "If if, if I eat, we all eat." Exactly. Yeah. If like, what what you talking about? Like, if if your if you win it and your community is like living in destitute, like struggling, you feel like. You could go home and, and lower that over them. Right. And you, bruh, bruh, <laughs> bruh. Like, I just, it don't make sense. I wish more people like really understood how powerful, you know, two heads are better than one. Mm-hmm. Hello, twins. Mm-hmm. Like, I really wish people like really understood that like, your come up should be everybody come up, you know? Like, to the, at, Cause if everybody thought like that, you will definitely come up. It's let me. Oh God, I'm about to say something. Did you hear me? Like yeah. everybody, like if you have that mentality, like it's like, look, my come up is. Yo, is everybody come? You know, everybody come. My come hello. Up, then you can be assured that you will rise because we rise. Oh, we rise together. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't oh like this. God. I don't know. Oh my god. I kind of want to know what you was going to say. Mm-hmm. Say it. I don't know. Okay. It's rooted in whiteness. Uh oh. Who knew? <laughs> it is. Honestly, it really, you know, we, we can look, everything can be tied to it all. Look, what can't be tied to white supremacy? Hello? But moving on. Yeah. We don't need to live that black pain right now. We in okay. a good mood. I am, honey. We living right. I'm excited about the day. Yes. You're in today. Okay. Uh, well, I know we said we wasn't going to go to the gym, but I probably don't. Yeah. Probably going to hit the gym because you know your girl looking real thick, slim. Bye. <laughs> um. But I feel so good. Like I, I, I'm like I don't want to go to the gym, but I, I do want to go to the gym. I was telling this to Rebecca the other day that um, I, you know, you see it in, on TV and like people talk about, and you used to tell me too, mm-hmm. like how the gym was your space to kind of just get out of your mind. Yeah. And it really is like I don't think about anything. Like how do I do anything? I told Rebecca like that's why I need a man that like I don't have to think about anything. Like, yeah. Like, I just need something where I could just like, it's so easy where- It just becomes second nature. Yeah, like it's not easy to lift weights. Yeah. But it's easy that it's just second nature to me. Like I know where I'm going. And in so much of my life, I don't have that. I have to analyze yeah. and overthink. Yeah. And always be- Do you have to do that? that? Just the Virgo in you. No, girl, at work. Right. Exactly. For sure. Thank you. Got it. <laughs> I'm always thinking because I'm always present. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing about you might that's the thing about my job, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm always talking to students and even like some of my colleagues and stuff. I always want to be present for them mm-hmm. and understand like what's happening, especially if they're opening up to me yeah. about something in their life because I want to be able to give good advice. Yeah. I want to be able to give them the tools where they can go, like mm-hmm. if they're going through something on campus, you know? So yeah, like 
when I'm at the gym, I like not having to think about like yeah. what do I need to do. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. like that's—I've never heard no one, anyone like describe like their job. Like, I love my job. Way. Yeah, I love my like. That's really cool. That's like that's how you do your job. Like you are intentionally present. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like. So often, like we move about our days like just so mundanely, mm-hmm. you know, letting it be second nature. But because you deal with so many different yes. people, like so many different personalities, so many different like needs and wants, like you have to be continuously present in your life. And and so I think that's the I think that's the um, that's the role for anyone that does mental and emotional care work, mm-hmm. right? So like therapists, psychologists. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes teachers, right? We have to be present in our work. I think for me, I find it a little bit different because I'm constantly on the go. Mm-hmm. Like I am constantly, I, I might talk to, mm-hmm. kid you not, in this way, like 20, 25 students a day mm-hmm. or 20, 25 people. Yeah. This way, like constantly being yeah. present. Yeah. I'm not, and it's not always like, I'm sitting down with them for 30 minutes or an hour. I might see them on the quad yeah. for like five minutes. Yeah. Talk to them and genuinely ask them, how is your day? I'm present. I want to know how is your day? What's going on? Mm-hmm. So I can understand like, yeah. do you need me in this moment? Yeah. Can I be a little bit more, can I be a little bit more present for you? Ask you a little bit more question. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? It makes so much sense. It's like, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, just like a genuine, yeah. It's just a genuine want to like help people and make sure that they're okay. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, got off topic. So that's why I'm going to the gym. So, I, so yeah. I might go to the gym today. Then I'll probably go because uh, I'm off today. But I'll probably go drive Uber Lyft for a little bit. Um, then I'm going to I'm off today, but I'm going to campus mm-hmm. because um, POC formal was Monday, and they want to have a lunch for everyone including the staff that helped out yeah um and then i'm going out with dread and selena her which i'm super excited about have fun i'm going to work oh yeah have fun but you're not gonna work you're not working long right i'm like five hours okay longer than i want to be right what else are you doing today um what do you mean that's it yeah (laughs) absolutely (laughs) I work at night, so like, what I'm gonna do during the day? Like, I don't want to do anything. Oh, I feel like I'm just gonna sit here and catch up on fucking Vanderpump Rules. We have to catch up on Vanderpump Rules. I'm so obsessed. I like the scandal. I never thought I'd watch this show. Tell me about Grace. It's so good. Really? It it like why is this show so good? (laughs) That when I started watching, I was like, this is not okay for me to be disinvested in this white mess. Seriously, seriously. Well, what's going on with it? Okay, so right now I'm in season seven, and Brittany and Jax mm-hmm. are um, just and got engaged and are about to get married. Um, James Kennedy just lost his like job for the second time at Sir because he don't know how to talk to women. Yeah, I've walked in on a few episodes, and yeah. honey, if I knew him in person, man, in real life. Yeah, Lala finally revealed who she was dating. Okay. You know, Randall. Okay. Um, that was a 
that was a, a situation. <laughs> um, let me see what else. Oh yeah, Billy Lee um, loves sis uh, and her story, but she created some drama with Katie mm-hmm. um, because she was triggered mm-hmm. um, and t- completely understood understood the trigger. Yeah. But I wish she would have considered like the fact that like, you also got to take responsibility yeah. sometimes for how we act on our feelings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. Um, and then let's see what else is going on. Stassi's Stassi, got a new bow. Literally, that's his name. Uh, <laughs> look at you, clever, clever. Um, yeah, this so. And all while I'm watching this, I'm keeping up with the season ten stuff that's mm-hmm, going on mm-hmm. because I like to know st- like stuff in real time when I can. And so I'm following that too. Mm-hmm. You know. What's the, going on with it? You know, the scandal, Tom um, cheated on Ariana. Oh, with yeah. Oh, her friend, Raquel. Raven. Rachel. Okay. <laughs> What's her name? Rachel. Her <laughs> fucking name is Rachel. <laughs> like. No, I'm not going to lie because it was all over the internet. And obviously, we, I know about, you know, parts of it. But some of the stuff that's coming out, Raven, like, Yo, let me tell you something, man. Raquel, like, I'm calling her Raquel. Mm-hmm. She she started out as, like, a little big-eyed bunny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the cutest, like, bunny, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And somewhere along the lines, the bitch turned into Rachel <laughs> and became, like, the Easter Bunny's evil twin. Oh, my gosh. Really? She fucking... Okay. Oh, my gosh. Started out on the show like I wish like like her eyes would be so big mm-hmm. like she was just taking in like life mm-hmm. and she was taking in so much new information uh-huh. like that's how she started on the show and now like I saw so that's how she started with Jamie like season six right mm-hmm. and a little bit of season seven and now I see her in season ten her eyes are like all squinty you know mm. like she plotting. Mm. That's how you can tell if somebody is like plotting on you or if it's really new information. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so scandal. Just so y'all know, like that's how you can tell somebody lying to you. What else are you doing today? That's it. Watching. That's it. Okay, I like you. Yeah. I'm honestly so excited for this week. And Yeah. You know why? Why? Black Bravo. Oh my god. Yes, Real Housewives is coming back. Real Housewives of Atlanta, baby. Real Housewives of Atlanta. And the new Martha's Vineyard. Yes. Don't forget, y'all, we are watching Summer House together. I was going to say, now you're just going to plug, like, why is doing sound like we plug in Bravo? I'm not into this. No, I'm not plugging Bravo, but I am very excited that Atlanta is coming back and that they have a new Summer House Martha's Vineyard that is sitting around all black ass, baby. Period. Black joy, black magic. We love it. We also love black mess. Peak. <laughs> Peak. Okay, what is your soundtrack? Um, oh wow. Oh wow. Let's see, what is my soundtrack? Um what is that song you were singing the other day and I couldn't no, I can't think of it and I couldn't get it out of my head. Oh no, you know what I'm gonna say my soundtrack is? What? Part of your world. As done by Halle Bailey. Hello. Because like now that I've heard her sing it in that way, I can't hear it any other way. Yeah. 
Like, that's it's just so beautiful. It's I'm shy. Like, oh my gosh. Notes, notes, notes. Um, my song is my soundtrack is okay. It's two of them: Princess Diana, the remix of <laughs> with Nikki. Period. Um, and the girls remix. Girls rip. Girls mix. This is for the girls. That's I N D. Oh yeah, Sierra song. I like that song. Two steps ahead, like see ya. I love Lola uh, and um, what's her name? Uh, Lady London versus they are so good. Nice. Love it. And then lastly, who are you giving flowers to? Who am I giving flowers to? Who am I giving flowers to? Um, I, this week, mm-hmm. I would like to give my flowers to um, Sean. Mm-hmm. I miss my rake, I really do. But yeah, I want to give my flowers to Sean because my coworkers said they were like, "You look so happy. You're you're you're, you're glowing." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, my best friend was here, mm-hmm. and we spent two and a half weeks together, and we had so much fun." And then I was thinking about everything we did. And I was just thinking about how good it felt to have Sean here and to strengthen our relationship. Yeah, you know, um, especially like. Um, me and him, but also me, him, and you. Yeah. Like, I loved it because um, it's important to have a friendship that values, for me, our relationship, me and you, mm-hmm. as much as they value our relationship with me and them. Yeah. So I want to give Sean his power to just say, thank you, I love you, I miss you already, and I can't wait to come to see you. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I would like to give my flowers. I want to give some to Sean too. Yes, mm-hmm. I just love him. Um, and then I also want to give. Um, I also want to give flowers to uh, Amber, mm-hmm. um, our cousin, because um, he stepped out of her comfort zone mm-hmm. and um, got her hair done, child. She got her sewing, <laughs> which is like seems like super small, mm-hmm. but. It's a big deal for her, and I yeah. love to like see people um, and support people, like yeah. you know, like doing things for themselves. Yeah, I'm so proud it's of her. Look, it looked good. It looked good. So good. Yeah. Like, because a lot of times we don't take care of ourselves, and it was nice to see her taking care of us. Absolutely, I love that bridge. Proud. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This was. Oh my God, y'all! Y'all got a good little episode for y'all commute to work. Right. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in to the birdhouse. We love you. Tune in for the next episode coming sometime whenever it comes because it be coming. Okay. And not on time. (laughs) We out. Bye.